We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, Wait, do you want to record the ad, Bedwell? What's your uh, What's your favorite website to gamble on? Uh, Bet D, uh, Draft, uh, key, no, um, it's uh. I don't know if we're allowed tip to. On my tongue. I don't know if we're allowed to riff like this with the sponsor involved. Let's see, we're not that big of a podcast. I won't. I won't play too much harder around this. We're talking about my bookie. You know what we're talking about. My bookie. There you go. Thank you, Will. Uh, they're a sponsor here on the show. Have been all football season. We love them. They're a great guy, great company. It's an easy site to use for everybody, even first-time sports bettors, all the way up to season pros. You know, you've been betting on sports for a long time. I promise you, compare my bookie to whatever site you're using, uh, and you'll see the difference. Uh, it's going to be more fun. You're going to get better perks. I know if you use our promo code, Shark25, you're going to get a deposit match. On $100 or more, you're going to get $25 bonus cash. Lots of other great benefits there for you. I highly encourage you to do it. Um, we're going to do our lines of the week later in the show. And, uh, you know, it's a it's a great way to, to get involved in sports. Like I said before, it's a fun site. On my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. It's that simple. Use our you code. can do it in your undies. Shark 25. Yeah, sure. You can. They don't let you do that in Vegas. All right, let's you go. You got to put on your track suit, go in. And there's no match. Do you expect me to save you from this one? Or... Shout right, out to my bookie. Thank you. Let's get on to the show. Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark. Your weekly dispatch from the dystopian reality that is Ole Miss Athletics. If you listen to the ad at the top of the show, and I pray that you did. Uh, you, you heard my guest already. Um, the I won't say very funny. The self-styled comedian, uh, the one and only Will Bedwell. I'm Justin Sanders. I should mention that. Uh, our other co-host that's frequently here, John Stefanczyk, has left us again for Germany. Forgot to mention in the ad at the top of the show, we did have a bet on that Georgia LSU game. The loser was supposed to read the ad, and I did lose, but it didn't matter anyway because John's not in the country. So what was he gonna do? Uh, but hey, I got Bedwell here. What's up, man? Hey, thanks so much for helping me with that ad. That went really smoothly. I don't think you're going to get any complaints about that at all. No, they're going to keep paying you the big bucks. I'm glad you sent me the script over. I'm right. sorry I didn't read it. No, no, that's exactly how we how we wrote it for sure. I could, yeah, that was that was polished. Um, so yeah, you got Bedwell on the show. You know it's going to be a big sports show. Uh, two big big sportos here. Definitely know a lot about what we're talking about. Uh, we are, t- we are shout t- out to all of my sport hoes. Okay. No, you right, said sport hoes. Sorry. Okay, all right. That wasn't even, that wasn't even a funny joke. Okay. You say self-styled comedian or funny comedian? I said self-styled. Okay. Then, here we are. It stands. The, the distinction stands. Uh, we're talking about Ole Miss breaking the curse, getting the win over Arkansas. Uh, lots of other stuff coming to you a little later this week. It is a midweek episode of Land Sharks after dark. Uh, of course, we'll be previewing this week's matchup against Auburn and Oxford. Look at other games around the country in the lines of the week. All that normal stuff here. Uh, first of all, I just want to say, definitely pick the right uh, guest co-host for this episode because you were camping during the game. Is that right? Right. Yeah, I was in the Black Creek Wilderness area. There's no uh, didn't even cell have cell signal. service. Couldn't even couldn't even keep up with any kind of text. My, or my anything. dinky FM radio couldn't bring it in. You didn't try that. Oh yeah, okay. I got. Well, I'm saving up to buy a nice fishing, uh, like radio, satellite radio. Get Sa- the marine reports. Saving up for this. The good of law school kids. Listen to this. You can save up to get a fishing radio. It's gonna take more than one paycheck. <laughs> okay, so Bebel didn't watch the game. I I did watch it. Uh, if you're listening to this, you probably watched it as well. Um, kind of 
you know, the the big takeaway, Ole Miss breaks the carrots, two big fourth-quarter drives, get the win. Maybe uh, Jordan Thomas' best game of his career, definitely his best game from a total yardage perspective. Um, had around 75% completion, uh, over 500 yards total offense. I think he threw for somewhere in the 370s, rushed for another uh, 150 or so. Uh, pretty dominant performance um, from Tamu. Uh, another huge story from this game, DK Metcalf goes down, has a neck injury, requires surgery, going to be out for the rest of this year, setting up a big decision for DK, whether or not he's going to maybe return to Ole Miss next year as a redshirt junior, uh, try to increase his draft stock, or just get healthy, go through the combine, go into the draft, and I'm pretty sure he would still be drafted pretty high, highly just on his measurables alone, um, but that's going to be a, a big story to follow R.I.P. D.K. From Matt Luke's program. Yeah, hey, definitely so a huge I, bummer. I got done uh, camping, mm-hmm. so I had the group mm-hmm. message sure. uh, of all you, you know. Sure. Does, do people know about the group message? Have y'all talked about that? Mm, I don't think so. Can I tell them what it is, the listeners, or is it a secret? Was it? What do you mean, what it is? That every guest ever on your show, except for the ones who... Every guest ever is in a group message. Why are you, why are you doing this? Okay. Well, I was going to say you y'all were talking y'all said like uh when DK went down that everyone was standing over him like he was dead. Or was that a different? We had a lot of injuries. Mm, I don't remember, but yeah, I definitely remember someone got hurt and the, and all the teammates were standing around like yeah, he was he had died. What's your R. point? PDK. Oh, well, oh, that actually, was the whole my that was the whole was, thing. This the is untold, really strong so far. Thank the, you. The Will. untold story, the big development, is your favorite defensive coordinator, Crime Dog McGriff's uh, second half adjustments. Am I right? Yeah, once again, right? The almost defense comes up big in the second half. I mean, it, obviously, all jokes aside, um, I mean, no one here really thinks that Ole Miss's defense is in a good place right now. Uh, things are very bad from a talent standpoint and especially from a coaching standpoint. But, uh, yeah, there was, a, there was a decent amount of bend don't break in this game. They got the stops and they needed them. Willie Hibbler had a huge stop in the fourth quarter uh, to get Ole Miss the ball back with about two minutes left for Tommy to go down, engineer the game-winning drive. Um, the, a much maligned linebacker, Willie Hibbler, for, former tight end. So that was good to see. Um, I mean, not a ton of defensive bright spots. I, I, I'm sure you saw the uh, – the clip of uh, what's his face, the defensive end that flopped like twice. You know what I'm talking about? My boy Quadir. Yeah, Quadir Shepard. That's right. Yeah, you see the clip I'm talking about? That's a, yes, a viral is, moment for sure. It is on Twitter a little bit. A, a bit. Yeah, people have been yeah. referencing that a little bit. Yeah. That's all I've seen is that, and then for some reason a slow motion of Scotty Phillips scoring the game-winning touchdown. Yeah, so so the ben, only two Bedwell did his did his due diligence to prepare for this podcast. And the thing you gotta love about uh, being in a, a podcast relationship with Will Bedwell is he ne- he's never gonna turn you down. He always wants to come on the show. And then once you get on there, you know, there's no promises as to what you're going to get. Pure sabotage. As far as, absolutely, sure. You know, maybe he's going to bring, like, a great character, help contribute to an all-time show. Maybe he's just going to try to, uh, you know, ruin things and, and not even know what the game was about. I already brought up that jokes. one thing you told me not to bring up. I'm sorry. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, so that's kind of what you get when you uh, enlist Will's help for your podcast. I mean, I knew I have this a, coming I in. have a whole page written about... Uh, Gus Malzahnism. So I just hadn't. All right, we'll get there. We'll get. I, I'm, I am looking forward to these. Um, but you know, I mean, these are these these are the reasons that uh, you know, maybe uh, Friday Rollins in a hiatus a little bit because you're trying to find your find your. That's way. not the reason. It's the terrible Auburn fan whose name is Kent Simmons. This is uh, y'all, you guys on the on the podcast listening audience are getting an interesting side of of Will tonight. Absolutely no filter from what I can tell. I guess I've had a long. I told you about my problem at the dry cleaners. Yeah, why don't you just bring everybody up to speed while we're recording this at eight thirty on a Wednesday? I don't. It's just gonna make me mad again. I got a big. I got to speak in front of six hundred people tomorrow, and the dry cleaners won't have my shirts ready that I dropped off a week ago until tomorrow morning when I'm trying to leave town. Which is crazy. Okay, and so you were blaming the some sort of a contractor relationship with this wash and fold place. Right, yeah, the wash and fold also takes my dry cleaner to the dry cleaning place, sure. and they didn't pick it up. But, you know, dry cleaners have hours, and you said they closed early, or they just decided to close? 
No, they close at six. My washroom fold stays open till seven. Mm. I got there right around six, and they're like, "Oh, uh, we hadn't picked up your stuff." And I was like, "I came in on Monday to get it, and y'all, and I told you I had to have it." And the poor, like, he's a freshman in college that works there. And then I was like, "I'm sorry, I know it's not your fault. I'm being ugly to you." But wow, when the man, really nice when the owner's in, I'm coming back. And y'all are still going to keep washing and folding, but no more dry cleaning. So, I don't know. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I'm all bark, half bite. Uh, so, what, so, tell everybody, what do you have to do instead? You, they don't, you don't have a shirt. You got to speak in front of a bunch I'll of people. Get, I had to, yeah. So, uh, have y'all, you've seen Chris, you remember Chris Farley on SNL? Sure. Big guy, funny guy? Sure. Yeah, everyone remembers Chris. Sure. Um, he, there's a Chippendale dancer routine, so mm-hmm. you wear a, a bow tie, but mm-hmm. no shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be me in front of six hundred people tomorrow, so it's gonna be great. Interesting. No, I, so I think I think what happened was Will went and bought a new shirt. Yeah, I got a new shirt, and so we had to we had the podcast was on hold for that. We're waiting for that, and then I, yeah, I also think you were saying you had to pick up uh, another friend of the show, Paul Catul's sports Shout jacket out to Paul. from the yeah. Beau Rivage or something. That's funny. Yeah, he left it in his room. I told him I'd go swing by, and they had a little trouble finding it, frankly. Well, yeah, it's a big place, and I mean, how this was not that. Well, he recently. had already called this morning. I had an item number and everything. Wasn't and this just a while ago, though? Like, when was he? When was he there? Two weeks, maybe. Okay, two weeks ago. Uh, my question is why the Beau Rivage can't FedEx something. That's not a thing. They just got to hold it indefinitely. Huh. Good question. I don't know. He called him this morning. Wait, surely he talked to him before. I don't think they would just hold on to a blazer for two weeks and then be able to locate it again, right? Okay, well, this is they're the no, kind of content. They're no my bookie. That's all I have to say. Yeah, thank you for that. Well, you really, you really saved it. Uh, this is the kind of content that we discuss here on Land Sharks After Dark. As I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, you know, not going to be the hardest hitting sports journalism so much this week. More of a slice of life, you could say. Uh, just a couple friends chatting, uh, ostensibly about Ole Miss. Trying to think of some more stuff to talk about the Arkansas game. I do want to, I mean, I have some gripes. Do you want to oh, hear some I gripes? I was going to say before your gripes. Okay, before my although gripes. Although I'm sure they're succulent gripes. Mm, I think I'm confusing that with the fruit. That wasn't bad. That, that, that honestly wasn't that bad. Go on. Are they seedless gripes? Here, we can go down this road. Okay, um, right. No, maybe we should just have the offense play both ways. You look at old Willie Hibbler, you know? Sure, look at Tylen Knight, right? They're making, making yeah. plays at defensive back now. Uh, was it running back? Yeah. I or mean, all uh, second-string offense becomes first-string defense. It would be interesting. Line, be- before, the, before the injury, I would love to see DK Metcalf like matched up as a cover corner or maybe like a free-ranging safety going to come down to the box and hit somebody. That I know you're, cool. you're listening, crime dog. Oh, yeah, big, huge, huge I heard fan. about your – yeah, y'all getting the hate mail from him, huh? Huge fan. Oh yeah, we can't even can't keep track of all the hate mail we get. Um, okay, so on to my gripes. Uh, I just want to say, first of all, Chad Morris, um, kind of like a complete dud. Uh, watched a little of his post game interview. Um, don't really have any respect for the guy. He, I, I said this in the in the message earlier or during the game, I guess after his halftime interview. Uh, he's basically like a dollar store Jimbo Fisher. Is the is the vibe that you get off of Chad Morris? Um, he kind of complained a lot. They ask a question, and and obviously, if you're Ole Miss fan and listen to this show, we've talked about it on the show many times. Uh, this has now become the third Power Five game that Ole Miss has won in a row, where the starting quarterback did not finish the game. Of course, Nick Fitzgerald and the Egg Bowl went down with an ankle injury. Uh, the first game of the year, I don't even know the guy's name, but whoever Alan Bowman was backing up at Texas Tech. The presumed starter got hurt early on in that game. Uh, and now in this game, Ty Story, Arkansas starter, who is not that good. Let's just be clear. Like uh, they might, It might have been better once the other guy came in. No, well, that's not true. Could they, well, they, I didn't the watch other the guy, game. So, they, you know. they, yes, but, they, but good hypothetical. Uh, the, his backup, Kelly, uh, cannot throw. Completely ended the game on just a, a god-awful pick, but uh, it was pretty funny. He is big. This, this dude's huge. He's like uh, Fitzgerald plus 60 pounds, basically what he looks like. Um, he's a big old hey, boy. Coach Ogeron, I believe, on your show, he said that was his biggest concern. You know, if they took out his quarterback, the sure. Rebels. Yeah, well, you have to watch out for that. But so, but I, I just want to say, I mean, uh, first of all, if you if you ask Ole Miss, like, would you rather injure Arkansas's quarterback 
uh, and injure DK Metcalf or injure neither of them, I think there's an obvious choice. I mean, there were a lot of injuries Saturday night. They're playing in a freaking trash can stadium, War Memorial in Little Rock. The, the turf is God knows how old. It's got concrete under it, I'm pretty sure. Everybody was getting hurt out there. That's one factor. Factor two on Ty Story getting hurt. It was completely his fault. Uh, first of all, the first uh, besides just regularly getting hit on runs and sacks stuff like that, the the first big hit Ty Story took was on this dumbass play that the apparent offensive genius Chad Morris drew up, where it's like a double pass, right? So he throws it over to the running back. The running back looks down the field, and you know whoever the seam or whatever is covered, he was supposed to throw it to. And so I mean. Yeah, I guess you don't blame the quarterback, but this running back idiot throws it back to Ty Story across the field, and of course he gets like destroyed. I mean, what a quarterback catching a pass in the open field? What do you expect? Like, yeah, you're gonna hit that person. <laughs> That's not just an old Miss thing. You've uh, heard of the triple option. You've heard of the double pass. What about the triple pass? Yeah, he could have thrown it again. That would have been cool. He should have right. thrown it again, right? No, but uh, that's actually one of my notes for if I happen to do a Gus Malzahn impression, I was gonna use that line. Okay, well, that's not bad. He's a little, a little trickeration coach, but yeah, I don't think I don't know if Auburn can pass this year either. We'll get to that. Um, and the other play, the play that took Ty Story out of the game, uh, he's running. He runs for a first down. He's he's acting like he's gonna go out of bounds. Uh, let's see who, who's right there. What's his face? Uh, the the Ole Miss safety. His name's just escaping me right now. Uh, Deontay Anderson. Oh, too soon. Too that soon. That was okay. He transferred. Yeah, he's fit Oakland. No, he's Home? in Houston. Houston? I, I want to say Houston. he's in Houston, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm talking about the... Uh, Cedric Woods. Cedric Woods, that's right. You're up my mind. He played, he played every uh, spot in the secondary. Yeah, I mean, why not? He, he's he's uh, blown covers, let people score in all of them. No, I'm just kidding. I like Cedric. He's fine. And how do I know that if I didn't watch the game? Hmm. Did you read it somewhere? I can't read. Okay. How do you know it? Uh, we talked about it at the office. Oh, okay. There you go. This is a great story for people. Um, okay. The, my point is Ty story acting like he's going to, going to go out of bounds. Edric Woods is right there. He cuts up field. Like he's trying to get an extra yard or something. Already got the first down. Super stupid. Yeah. You're going to get hit. Like that's on him for being a dumbass. So my point is in his post game, Chad Morris gets a question. Do you think Ole Miss was trying to rough up your quarterback or whatever? He's like, oh, I got to look at the film, but basically implying that, yeah, very possibly. It's like, dude, this is SEC football. You have football, your big, dumbass yeah. quarterback. This is this is not people diving at his legs or something. The two plays that he got hurt on, one was a terrible play design. The other one was your quarterback not knowing how to step out of bounds or slide. Like, watch Tiamu, who ran for 150 yards. He gets out of bounds. Like, he, Ain't a scratch on him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just it's that That, to me, rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, you know, you're one and six. You keep making excuses, I guess. You're big whiner, Chad Morris. Uh, very glad Ole Miss didn't hire him. Yeah, you know that. who doesn't whine? Coach Matt Luke. That's true. That's true. I, you don't hear you don't hear Matt no. Luke complain. He's uh kind of a take his lumps kind of guy. He's very lumpy as well, so <laughs> <laughs> it fits. Um, so that was one thing about the game that stood out to me was just Chad Morris, kind of an asshole. I don't care for him. Uh, have fun with that Arkansas. Enjoy. Yeah, how long is he going to even last there? I don't know. They'll give him three, four years. Who knows? Um, I think he's got some good recruits coming in. Uh, and then uh, I mentioned War Memorial being a shithole. The weather looked bad. Playing at a little rinky-dink stadium. Uh, sucks real bad. I think they should have played the game in Fayetteville. Might have been better for Arkansas. The play clock broke? Uh, there was no play clock. Thank you for reminding what do, what me. What do they do then? Well, like so the, here's the thing. They never called uh-huh. delay of game, which I think is good. If they had called delay of game, it would have been super steep. But I think basically what was happening was like, the the middle referee, the whatever back judge, whatever you call that, I'm not actually sure, was like keeping the clock. And if it got He's to just a certain, yelling it out. No, I think if he got to a certain point, he would like raise one hand, and then maybe if it got to like five seconds, he would raise the other hand or something. There was some sort of a system. Okay, uh, but still, come on, man, that's ridiculous. Like, come on. <laughs> I thought he was out there. What being do you like, do in playing 30, SEC games? Twenty nine, <laughs> twenty eight. Yeah, that would be good. No, what do you do in playing SEC games in a stadium with the, the the play clock is broken, the turf is absolute garbage. We got multiple starters for both teams going down to injuries. So, yeah, it was a shit show. It was raining. Uh, I'm sure you watched the game. You saw all these things. But again, the big takeaway for Ole Miss fans. Uh, the defense, you got stops when they had to look pretty bad in the beginning, but they, they played hard all game, both sides of the ball. Tom had, uh, two really good fourth quarter drives. Ole Miss was just the better team in the second half. 
you know, if you're an Arkansas fan, I'm sure you're thinking, yeah, because of intentional injuries or blah, 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 whatever. I don't know what to tell you. Ole Miss's offense didn't have go, B.K. Go Metcalf. Go play two-hand touch, you pig suey's. There you go. This, yeah. You're like my, uh, I'm like the good cop. You're the bad cop. In this, there we go. In this, uh, oh, one thing about it raining, you know, as I was trying to catch up on the game once I got back from the wilderness, uh-huh. um, I saw that picture of Coach Matt Luke, you know, all wet in the rain. And I just thought he was real sweaty for a little bit. I think, yeah, that there have been it, it several. Took me a second. There have been several rain games this season where I think people did see Coach Mad Luke, and uh, that was their first thought, and they had to be reminded that it was raining because he, he he looks good. He's a he's a nice or wet boy, you know. He he looks hey, like a sweaty. Hey, guy. we we sweat. Matt Luke glistens. Come that's on right. now, y'all. That's right. Yeah, and I I understand, Matt. I I sweat too, man. But no, I think that was rain. Uh, for really though, I mean. It's, Maybe it's, you should try a prescription deodorant. You know, I, I ran should? out of regular. No, Matt Luke. Well, mm. maybe you should. No, um, I, I use it from time to time before speaking engagements. But the other morning, I ran How out of my regular speaking stuff. Engagements? Do you have? So I put it. I I do a bunch all over the state. Okay. That's when I like come through Jackson. I'm like, can I please spend the night? I I want to eat my per diem and not use it by a hotel. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, but I was going to say, yeah, you're supposed to put on prescription deodorant like before you go to bed and then it seeps in all the aluminum into your pores before the next day. Um, yeah. And you're not supposed to put, but I, I didn't have, I had run out of my regular so sticks. So you put it on in like, the morning. Yeah. So dude, I was about to, my armpits were so itchy and tear. Like I thought I was, I thought I was dying. Wait, so like, how does that work when you're trying to go to in. sleep? People don't. I you, feel like you fall asleep before it happens maybe uh, or something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Or like you're not sweat. Maybe it's something if you start sweating during. I don't know, but it was. Yeah, that was sounds, a rough morning. Yeah. It sounds messed up. Yeah, I can't even have that stuff in a the little house. disclaimer I don't know. to I don't everyone. Know about all that. That's a Coach Matt crazy. Luke. If you're gonna do it, don't do it before on game day. Don't do it game day morning. <laughs> Night before, I think, is your official recommendation. It sounds like. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, the food for thought there. Um. Yeah. Basically, my point was. I'm so embarrassed. I said that. Okay. What. Oh, you're that's what that's what embarrasses you. Okay, interesting. That's good to know. Um, I was saying, you know, yeah, it's a one and six team. Uh, obviously having a rough season there for uh, for the Hogs, but still, any SEC win is is good this season. Uh, it's obviously the first one, and then on top of that, just Ole Miss's recent struggles with Arkansas. Um, you know, definitely, it was a very losable game, and Arkansas led. 95% of the game, if not more. Um, Ole Miss went up 3 to nothing, and then I don't think led again until there was about 40 seconds left, something like that. Um, so, yeah, they, you know, credit to the team for playing hard. Um, definitely deserved the win there. And the, the funny thing is, well, two blowout losses to uh, LSU and Alabama didn't even look close to competitive, and they're sitting at 5-2. and two. Um, Obviously, in a year where you have a lot of questions around your team, especially the defense you have, uh, it's a it's a big benefit to play all four of your non conference games in the first uh, six games. There, you'd be able to build up a little little uh, momentum in the win column. So now, um, obviously, Ole Miss not going to a bowl this year. Uh, still awaiting the uh, results of that bowl ban appeal, but I think the prognosis is is not favorable. I don't think anybody really expects it to be overturned. So, really, just playing for pride at this point. Um, six wins would be a good milestone to get to. Uh, seven. If wins. we get. Seven, mm-hmm, which would exceed. They're gonna last say year. we. You lost your appeal. Bowl ban. If we get seven or get six, if we get five, seven, we're five right now. Right. If we get seven, they're gonna say that. If we don't get any more wins, they're gonna say, yeah, you won your appeal, but you didn't get enough wins to go to a bowl, right? And they're just gonna rub our face in it, no matter right, what. Right. But so what I'm wondering about your point is why not six, which is also bowl eligible. Is it? Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, that's how college football works. Well, I'm glad you have on a knowledgeable guest this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's hit me. I'm sure the list, sure the listeners appreciate it as well. Um, but yeah, so not so much playing for that six to get to go to a bowl, but still six ones would be an achievement. And I really think seven would be very impressive uh, after the Alabama and LSU games. And they, I mean, they have some winnable games left on the schedule. Um, we're going to talk about one here in a couple of minutes coming up. I was this about to say, we're getting Oxford. six segue. Wait, not there yet. Might be, might, yeah, might be getting the sixth one this weekend. Uh, briefly talk about some other games that happened around the league. Mizzou, Alabama uh, was not that close, but could have been less close. I guess I would say, uh, let me see what I got the final here as, um, it was thirty-nine to ten. 
Yeah, I mean, only giving up 39 points to this Alabama team is is good. Um, as I mentioned, Ole Miss beats Arkansas 37-33. to Michigan gets a big win over Wisconsin. They got a few tough games left on their schedule, but still just that one loss to Notre Dame for uh, Shea Patterson. Oregon beats Washington in overtime. Uh, and obviously I mentioned earlier uh, the big game that we were debating last week on the show. Previously undefeated Georgia falls uh, in Baton Rouge. LSU, in the swamp. Oh wait, no, not the swamp. Sorry. Yeah, but was that coach? Is Coach O at that your house? The, hey, you know we always cooking up some gumbo in oh, here. Yeah, Coach O in the kitchen. We gotta love it. That is a huge win. Um, LSU uh, has that uh, has that loss right to uh, to Florida. Right? Am I wrong here? Shout out to Dan Mullen. Coach Dan Mullen. Yeah. So that's. That's the only loss, though. I mean, I, I think they're definitely still in the uh, in the playoff hunt here. I mean, the, hell, they could if they beat Alabama, they could win the West in theory. Crazy times. Uh, I know we're not the Lions on the week, but it's the lock LSU to cover against State. We'll you don't even there. know what the you don't even know what the line is, but you, you, you need to cover six and a half, seven and a half, fourteen. I'll take it. And that's in Baton Rouge. That's a yeah. That's definitely a good opportunity for LSU. I think there's a chance. And not, we're not the lines of the week yet, so we won't get too much into it. But I think there's a chance LSU is hungover after that Georgia victory, um, lose to State. I wouldn't be that surprised, but who knows? We'll get to that. Uh, I think those were the major games of the week. Oh, of course, I'm forgetting uh, the game that kind of previews this weekend kind of sets the stage for hey. Tennessee wins at Auburn 30 to 24 kind of a kind of a crazy unexpected upset definitely not what Auburn was expecting before the season or even just before that game uh they look like shit like Auburn looks really bad of course you know they get to put it together against one of the nation's worst defenses this weekend so uh could, could be in for a miraculous turnaround but still incompetent that's... offense versus incompetent defense that's true it's a battle of wills i mean something tells me that uh and matt luke's team don't quit matt luke's team don't quit that's true i think there are definitely some problems on the planes uh, a little unrest uh growing uh, around gus malzahn who has a has a very large buyout um I, I think if auburn fires them they owe him like 15 20 million something like that which is uh pretty nice dude i'd love to be fired for 15 million dollars that that's a job i could do yeah i'd like to get fired and not have to pay back my anyway uh there's no waffle house in oxford so i think that's a problem for gus you know he does that after the win so no, i didn't i didn't know what that. would so he yeah, do maybe it's, let's let's yeah. let's talk about this auburn on this game what are some of your auburn factoids he goes to the waffle house at every i've never heard that before oh yes so one is uh he's an auburn tiger but for 49 million he can be whoever you want to be even an arkansasian pig yeah. But imagine that in a Gus Malzahn voice. I mean, I don't know what he sounds like, really. So can we're you, kinda, so can basically, you do an impression and tell me? Oh, I don't know what. It, yeah, he sounds. He's, it, oh, it sounds kind of like, um, kind of like, yeah, we we could have played better. We should have played better. I uh, I expected us to play better, but you know, uh, that's just kind of what happened out there. I don't I don't know what like to tell when, you. Uh, uh, he's like he sounds like a like a angry nerd, but kind of like a deeper voice, I'd say. Okay, so he's got a deep. That's what I was trying to. I think he's out. got a deep voice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got mean, one. I got one. Uh, shout out to my my good. Does he have a country accent a little bit? No, I think it's more no, like uh, like he's a, from Arkansas. An, an, yeah, but he's like he's known as like kind of a studious guy. He wears sweater vests and stuff. I don't really think he's a country yeah. character. Okay, how about this one? Shout out to my my good friend and colleague Hugh Freeze with his new job. He got a little too loud with the Jesus stuff and the NCAA wanted to shut him up. Uh, me, I, I do it too with Jesus, but I, I won't rub your face in it or get a, a prostitute to rub me. You know what I'm saying, Pixelweed? That's that's pretty good. I'm I'm confused okay. as to uh, the 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 Arkansas part of the impression. I don't. I mean, I know that he they tried to hire him, but he didn't go. He's going back home before too long. Okay. All right. Well, that's uh, Pixel. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. I have a video of him talking here. I just want to quickly. Oh check yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's get a little. Yeah quickly check this uh this might just be a transcript okay here's i feel it. like i was starting to sound like barack obama honestly you think so hmm. i'm an offensive i'm gonna do barack obama in person yeah, do, yeah do that yeah go for it okay i'm an offensive genius best play i've ever designed pick six against bama 2013 picks whoops i mean uh uh um war damn eagle you see what happened was uh, we uh, Alabama had a very long field goal that if they made it, they win the game, right? Uh, but we're tied, so you know if they miss it, 
no big deal. We go to overtime. But and that's the kick is so out. long. The kick is so Time. long. We got a guy back there returning the ball. He catches it, runs 106 yards, touchdown. Auburn wins. That's the ball game. So that was my. There's opinion. no way I'll be. After I'm president, there will be a terrible racist. Oh yeah, I think white we. I don't think up. we're that far Wait. off on the. Hold on, I'm gonna play the Gus Malzahn for you here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Play. So did you hear that? Oh, did you, yeah, did you get actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry for the echoes, guys. We're working with a pretty lo-fi uh, tech setup here. My last, probably, my last note that weird. really makes sense now is listen to recordings of myself to get my voice right. I mean, my my, my, uh, my most true self, not my voice right. Pig suey. <laughs> yeah, so again, I think I, I, I want to say we're having fun, but I think we might be forcing that, the last part of the character, a little bit too much there. But no, it's fine. I'm just trying uh, to get under their skin. <laughs> okay, you got a little frog in your throat as yeah, well. That is that's yeah, something that would happen to Gus. There. That would happen to Gus. All right, what else? What other Gusisms do you have for us? You said you had a whole page of these. Well, that yeah. Oh, you here we go. Big. No, no, no. They I, were I skipped big, one. Big Shout font. out to my buddy Kent. This is for you. Okay. Um, look, uh, I know we we got a lot of fans, but if you didn't go here, we. You you know for college if you don't have a degree yeah. here we we don't need you you just go root for Alabama <laughs> boom oh that's brutal me. go uh, root for war, Southern Miss right? I mean Eagle. you you yeah. got your other Eagles exactly war damn not Golden Eagle you and Stingray can be Southern Miss fans right. uh, hey Stingray is going to be in Oxford this weekend don't know if it's a blessing I know I hope I see him yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna be there hopefully I'm not into him I would love to oh, get that's a picture awesome with Stingray. I'm jealous you're gonna be up there that would be a framer. Oh, yeah. I haven't gotten tickets yet, but we're excited. You know, we went to the Auburn game two years ago. Definitely got away from us a little bit there. Hoping to see a different result here. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't. I don't even – can't even begin to break down all the different issues with Auburn. Sit on the quarterback, not very good. Uh, don't really have a defined RB1, I don't think. Um, good defense, but I think they've maybe played a little uh, beneath their expectations for sure. I'm um, kind of worried that – you know they're just gonna have so many like their for- weird formations on offense and like multiple guys in motion back and forth, and then we're gonna end up with like two defensive ends trying to sure, sure. cover people. All and I think stuff. that's very fair because I mean <laughs> Gus's offense has made much better Ole Miss defenses look silly, so I, I think that's fair. I, I I'm encouraged that Stidham isn't a runner. Um, you know, watch him break out some or a pass wildcat or, yeah. wildcat quarterback or something. Well, I really think that that Gus's offense is best with a runner, a run first quarterback like a Nick Marshall. You know, um, that obviously worked out really well for him. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what's or going on. I mean, Cam, losing to Tennessee this year. I can't remember his last name. Oh well, Cam, Cam Newton. I don't think that was. Hey, was that, that was pretty. Gus wasn't the head coach there. Maybe he was like the offensive coordinator oh, okay. or something. I wouldn't be surprised. I wonder if Crime there. Dog was. That's what one thing. Let's shout out. Maybe Crime Dog. Knows oh, enough. right. You know yeah, what I'm Crime saying? Dog did coach at Auburn two right? years ago as their defensive backs coach. Yeah, maybe that'll that could be an edge for Ole Miss. Sure, let's let's hope. I mean, think I think I think Wesley McGriff needs all the edges he could get. Yeah, give him get spot him a few dozen points just to be safe. Um, you're trying to level that playing field. Um, yeah, I mean, I think if you're an Ole Miss fan, uh, we talked about on the show last week, you had a test for the offense you know can you move the ball against an sec defense even though a a much inferior sec defense to alabama and lsu that being arkansas and john chavis and they did um you know i actually was impressed with and it's sad this is impressive but after the game luke was talking about how much Salmu ran on designed quarterback runs the quarterback draw said yeah we thought that would be open because arkansas likes to play so much man you know your receivers run out clears out that underneath area for the quarterback to get up and get a first down or more um, and I was like, wow, they're, they're scouting the other team a little bit, doing a little bit of play calling even. So that was impressive. You got to hope they can build on that. Maybe see some tendencies in the, uh, in the Auburn defense that they can exploit. I have no idea. Um, but again, this is another test for Tamu and the offense and offense without DK Metcalf. Uh, something cool we didn't talk about in that Arkansas game. Will uh, tight ends got really involved. Dawson Knox had a big catch in the final drive, but even cooler than that, Octavius Cooley, I believe it was his first catch of the year. Uh, catches the ball for a first down, breaks a tackle, goes about another 60 yards for the score. Um, it was a big man moving out there. Great to see it. And also, uh, 
you know, Luke talked about after the game how in last year's Arkansas game, Cooley had kind of a, a pivotal fumble slash, you know, they stripped the ball from him uh, when Ole Miss was up and then Arkansas went on to win. So apparently that haunted him. So to see him be able to catch a big touchdown, kind of spark the comeback, that's that's good. Redemption. That's beautiful, exactly. yeah. We, we love a good redemption story in sports. So, and Dawson I, Knox is overrated, so. Yeah, he's fine. I mean, I, I, I like said that. it. You're like, going to lose so many listeners. Oh, you think so? All you white folks, get over it. Uh, but so yeah, I think you you can expect to see the tight ends getting more involved here with uh, DK Metcalf going down. Um, a really a miracle, knock on wood, that through seven games, I don't think there's been any any uh, significant injuries or any like, lasting injuries on the offensive defense. line. Everyone in offense is doing so healthy. Well, very- DK DK's out, and then Eric Swinney yeah. had mono. But I was really just saying the uh, the offensive line. I'm amazed at none of the because they really use the same five guys uh, every play. Sean Rollins at center, Ben Brown at right guard, uh, Alex Gibbons at right tackle. It's the best uh, offensive line Little, in the SEC. Javon Patterson. Quoted. It, I mean, it's yeah, it is a good. It's a good offensive line. Um, they're really good at keeping pressure off of Te'amu. Uh, I mean, they're doing a good job in the run game. Um, yeah, look at the holes they're making for my Scotty boy. Phillips, yeah. I think second in the league in uh in rush yards, he has nine touchdowns. Uh, I want to say seven hundred something yards. Well on pace to have a, a thousand yard rusher two years in a row under Phil Longo. So lots of positives there. Um, still, obviously one to six team. This is a this is a test to beat a a team that is much more uh, evenly matched probably. Talent wise, um, you know, obviously Gus is not a first year coach. Matt Luke really has a chance this weekend. Kind of a kind of a statement win here in his first year as the uh full time coach. And then at that point, you know, if you were to beat Auburn this weekend, you're six and two. You got four games left. I mean you, four free shots basically. And and they're I mean, they're not all out of the question. South Carolina comes to Oxford, Mississippi State comes to Oxford, you go on the road to Nashville to play Vanderbilt, uh, then you travel to College Station. So I mean, no sure wins in that bunch, but there's only, I'd say, one game that you, you feel like Ole Miss is going to be um, not favored by more than a touchdown, probably, and that's A&M. We'll see by the time the Egg Bowl comes around how State's looked and, and what that line plays out. And then also after uh, after this Auburn game, they have a bye week coming up, so you know, time to kind of rest up and get healthy and all that stuff. So definitely a big game here. I, I think Ole Miss is putting a lot of focus on this one. I'm sure Auburn is, too. They're going to want to – you know, come back and prove the Tennessee game was. A That's my thing. I almost wish they would have just barely beaten Tennessee. Maybe I don't know. Right, sure, sure. You know, you can chop it up all kinds of different ways. And after the game on Saturday, I'm sure we'll have our own. Well, yeah. If 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 Auburn wins, we'll say that, and if not, we'll say yeah. We caught them at a good time and kind of snowballed out of control and all that stuff. So we'll see. Um, I'm gonna head over to my bookie, get our lines of the week going, so that we can talk about the Auburn line because I, I I know it opened Auburn minus three and a half. I want to say. Um, and I, that was I what it opened. Did it move? I think it might have moved in uh, Ole Miss's favor a little bit since then, so let's see. Hey, that's no, I wanted it to move the other way. We're trying to make the big bucks here, folks. But, but, well, I know you're a seasoned Wait, gambler. Do I have the, this line, backwards? the line doesn't affect how much money you make. No, but it's my chance. You, you mean like the I money think. line? Like you want the money line to be, yes, to be bigger. Okay. All right. No, let's I just get... meant that Ole Miss, you know, could not quite win, and I would say, Oh, I like, see. I see. You yeah. want some more points. You want that's what you want I'm saying. More. Yeah, Auburn by 14, we're covering, baby. Yeah, that's probably fair. You're probably right about that. And that, that might give you an, a clue as to why that's not the line, as well. I know it's no, we're, um, we ha- I still haven't bet on a game since uh, so I actually, bet over on Alabama and bet us to beat the spread and lost yeah, both. You lost both those both those bets there. Saban Saban hit the under and and covered. So that was but this pretty is impressive my week. day for we're him. Coming back strong. Uh, you're right. You were your wish was right. And like I said, we're, this is the lines of the week. Uh, brought to you by our partner, my bookie. Use our code Shark Twenty Five. All that good stuff. Um, Auburn at Ole Miss. The line is now at least on my bookie. Auburn minus four. Um, so there, or, so there you go. You, you bet Ole Miss plus four, yeah. you get four points right there. Um, but I don't know. I really have no idea what's gonna happen in this game. I think it's hard to predict what Auburn's gonna look like. I do think Gus is a a good coach. I mean, you put him head to head at Matt Luke, especially Matt Luke at this point in his career. Yeah, you probably give the edge to Gus. Um, the question is about the players he has now. How motivated are they? Um, is he trying to fit a square peg in a round hole with with the offense right now? I have no idea. But it should be a, should be a fun Sorry, game. Stidham, Stidham. 
sit him. Yeah. yeah, definitely a big opportunity for Ole Miss and Matt Luke. So interesting there. Did, um, can you tell what you're looking at? Um, to see like the split of the money, how much percentages say? No, I can't. I can tell you that. Though. I have a different. Is. I have a different website for that. Okay. Hold on a second. And I'm just thinking, because that's what some people say. You know, you really should wait. I guess closer to when the game happens. Yeah. Well, like that Texas Tech game to start the year. You know, the line moved dramatically towards Ole Miss right before kickoff. Yeah. And, and that's I'd already what you're talking about is the, the like big money. An hour before that, and was sitting there like, uh. <laughs> but that that was okay it's because it, yeah, it made it was... harder for Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's see the line opened at minus 2.5 for Auburn. Like I said, now it's listed at minus 3.5 on the site. The bets are about split 48% for Auburn, 52% for Ole Miss. So the fact that the line is moving towards Auburn tells you that people are putting more money on Auburn on average by a slight margin. Um, doesn't, doesn't tell you a whole lot. I mean, that one point line movement and a 48, 52 split is, is pretty fairly even. So, um, I might know. have to get on it before it moves more. Vegas isn't telling us, it well, back. unless it's moving towards Auburn more, then you can wait, right? So Vegas isn't telling us too much about this game. We're if only find I had on Saturday. a... 11 a.m. kickoff, I should say. Hmm. Real, really all over the place with this content. Today. Well, a little bit. A little bit. A lot of cultural references going in there. Um, I'm not seeing any good games on uh, Thursday or Friday, really. Uh, yeah, Matt, it's don't care Saturday for Saturday morning, we're at 11... Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see. Stanford plays Arizona State on Thursday. If you're into that, uh, first line I got here uh, is a 6:30 p.m. game. Vanderbilt at Kentucky. Kind of an interesting matchup, honestly, because um, like Kentucky is good, but I, I do think Vanderbilt's a solid team. Uh, let's see, Kentucky minus 11 and a half. I think um, Kentucky didn't cover last week against somebody. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. Or did they? They might have the week off after. Then they definitely to, uh, didn't A&M. cover him. No, they, they beat South Carolina, huh? Right, but maybe, they, that's, maybe that was the game. Favored was like that not by the game? Seventeen or something and didn't get it. And what are they? 14? Oh yeah, no, they had the they had the they had the week right off. Now? They had the, they, they had the week off. They lost A and M in overtime. Had the week off. Favored by eleven half over Vanderbilt. Had the had the off week to get healthy. Um, they could cover that, but I I I'm gonna go with Vanderbilt. Uh, at least covering that. Um, Take the points to the bank. I'm trying to um. Now so, impersonate our friend Clay Hall. Oh, is that Clay's thing? Because Ryan was saying that to the bank is his thing. Well, Ryan's not on a podcast called No Easy Buckets about sports gambling and says it. I think it's called uh, Clay is under the covers, right? Or wait, is that what did I subscribe to then? What's No Easy Buckets? Maybe it's in the same on feed. my. Um... I think it might be in the same feed. I think that it's kind of an umbrella, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, I am looking at my podcast feed. And Clay's okay. the guest. Yeah. I hadn't listened to their NBA one. That would make shout sense. Out, shout out to Clay. Definitely listen to Clay's podcast. Clay's do, you have a, do you have a clean name for this endorsement that you can get people to look up? Hold on, hold on. Hold Were on. you right before that I just correct you unnecessarily? Check. Let me check. Also, um, our buddy Ryan said he's up $300. I don't believe it, Ryan. On the on year? The year. Yeah, dog. It's October. That's not really anything. Also, yeah, I think <laughs> you're probably down down be? several thousand. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. You know, Ryan's definitely gonna listen to this now that we're talking about him. He never misses an episode where we're we talking go. about him. So. There we go. Hey, I'll, I'll believe whatever. Bedwell's on the record as saying doesn't believe you. I heard him say that. Heard it right here. I meant to text Clay to ask if Ryan was telling the truth or not, but I forgot. Well, this, you can text him now. Um, did you do you have the name of the podcast we can endorse for Clay here? This is definitely no easy buckets. Okay, no, it is go. under the covers. It's both. It's I, I'm telling feed. you, it's like an umbrella thing. Yeah. It's the same feed, so. Yep. Okay, that's what I thought. So under the under covers, the covers is football, no easy buckets is basketball. Perfect, and this is kind of what we talked about doing with our feed Which for I'm a while. Because they don't use blankets trash in, in there. Basketball in football. Okay. You like that one? Uh, if you look up Clay's name on on Google, you get on Wikipedia Clay Hall is a mid twentieth century women's dormitory on the campus of Northern Oklahoma in Eland, Oklahoma. Enid, Oklahoma. That's interesting. We know it well. We got to take. We got a road friend. trip. Road trip there. Get a picture of Clay in front of Clay Hall. Oh, I love it. Oh, dude, this is so good. We got to get this picture, Clay, for listening. There's a plaque on Clay Hall that says. Clay Hall, a gift of women, a heritage of faith, and that would be a great, a great picture for you to to get there. So that's free. 
That's a free profile uh, pick idea right there. Yeah, everything. Exactly. Yeah, that that would be something. Um, So, yeah, check out Under the Covers. Uh, Apparently, do you go to No Easy Buckets? Is that the feed you check out? Is that what it is? I don't know. I'm in my life. Okay, all right. Just just look. Just search it on Twitter or something. That's the best we can. We can't. We can't get bogged down in this. Bebel's going to be on his phone for the next hour. The feed is Jacob McCormick. Okay, I don't think I think you're making it harder for people to find the show. Let's just stop. Just stop talking. Find under the covers. Check it out. Our good friend Clay. That's all I'm going to say. Um, moving right along with the lines of the week: Michigan versus Michigan State. Shea Patterson favored by seven and a half. I think they're playing at Michigan State. 11 a.m. kickoff for that game. It's kind of sad. It's kind of sad for them. Um, Alabama plays Tennessee in what once was a rivalry, I'm told, but uh, I don't think Tennessee has won in like 10 years or so. Uh, Alabama minus 29. Uh, I expect them to cover that. Lock, um, of the, lock of the century. Take it to the bank. Could be. Could Will, be. Will Bedwell, Clay Hall. That's good. And then are you quoting our friend Clay or the building? No, I do it backwards. Well, yes. Buildings have stories to tell. If these walls could talk and pick winners for the week, yeah, I like it. Um, on my bookie, on my bookie, uh, Arkansas got a great chance at a win this week, hosting Tulsa at 11 a.m. The uh, Hogs are favored by seven in that one. Uh, go get you some, boys. Get after it. I like it. Uh, yeah, I, uh, take- I forgot to mention in the games from last week. Our friends from Lubbock defeat TCU in Dallas. I think they have two losses now in the season. One being to Ole Miss. So. Congrats to Cliff Kingberry. Kingsbury, looking more and more like he's going to keep that job every day. Uh, just a little offhand comment there. Who um, is the worst five and two team? Ole Miss, Texas Tech. Ooh, that's that's actually a great question. I mean, if you if you look at the head to head matchup, you would say right. Texas Tech is worse, right? Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. That see, this is this is some substantive topics for debate here. Discourse on after dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the discourse is strong. Um, and speaking of our friends from Lubbock, they uh, hosting Kansas this week. Should, should be an easy win. Uh, they favored by 18 and a half. Kansas, um, not Kansas State? No, just Kansas. Kansas State not, is a bit small so this year. Ooh, Memphis playing Mizzou this weekend. The, uh, the Missouri Tigers favored over the Memphis Tigers by 10. I believe that's in Columbia. Already mentioned Auburn favored by 4 as of this recording in Oxford at 11 a.m. Mississippi State travels to Baton Rouge. Ed Orgeron and his Tigers hosting Joe Moorhead and the Bulldogs. The Tigers, the Tigers. are favored by seven. You got to uh, take great, the Tigers. Great friend of the show, Ed Orgeron. And, and Will's doing some sort of a, a rudimentary impression, which I don't really, I don't yeah. appreciate that as someone that knows Coach yeah. and has had him on the show. I don't, I don't know mean what to make fun of your Don't know what that's best. supposed to be. Yeah, that's nothing close to what he sounds like in real life. Um, that yeah, is a, those, those are the lines of the week. A, Lots of bye weeks. Impression whenever you want that too. Okay, let's go ahead. We get we're pretty much out of content, so why don't you go ahead and hit us? Okay, with that one. so you know how like uh, sometimes it sounds like he's farting, but it's just him in his chair. Sure. Yeah, Here, listen naturally. to this. Hold on, huh? Yeah, exactly. You're proving his point that it's the chair. <laughs> no, well, uh, I'm not going to say that's how I did that. Uh, <laughs> Oh, come on, please. This is a family show. Okay. Don't, no no bodily functions. So, I, mean, I got my nice leather uh, lazy boy in here. Yes, yeah. Thank you. That's what I thought. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's gross. I hope you didn't actually flatulate here on the show, Will, because that was... I'm a silent guy. I work in an office. Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks for the update. Thanks for the visual. Um, hmm, All right. Well, another topic we said we might discuss on the show today. Uh, we're going to wrap up with this one. Uh, obviously, you are a lawyer, correct? Hey, I haven't passed. I haven't taken the bar yet. Okay, well, I was going to say, we can finally stop saying you're a non-legal advisor, but we cannot. Oh, you are still... February, I get to take it. First shot. So you first are not, crack at it. You are not a lawyer, it, oh. technically. What, do you, what are you? You're a graduate of law school. There you go. You're, um, you're well-informed in the legal I'm arts, a I would staff say. attorney, asterisk, go to the asterisk, not eligible to practice in Mississippi, eligible for the Mississippi (laughs) Bar, February 2019. Oh, that's a great asterisk. I'm going to put that asterisk in the episode description. There you go. That's good. Uh, uh, Okay, so the point is, you're a a legal enthusiast. You you enjoy the law. So we're talking about a a complex 
uh, legal situation that has arisen in this United States of ours. Uh, in fact, in the, uh, the world of college sports, which we deal with here on this podcast, of course, we're talking about the uh, Adidas federal investigation uh, sneaker scandal. I don't know. I don't know how to kind of encapsulate it, but you said that you were going to kind of give some insights for us, us legal novices. I have to admit, I do find the, uh, the kind of thrust of the government's case against Adidas a little, I mean, it's definitely complex. I'm not sure I totally understand, I guess, what they're trying to prove or disprove here. So what can you tell us? Right. So I guess needless to say, um, proving NCAA violations, just, you know, proving recruits were paid is not enough for Mm. the legal theory that the prosecution's working. Needless to say. I don't know. Maybe it needs... I said it. Maybe it needs to be said. Sure. So um, that's obvious. I mean, they have um, two witnesses now. People turn state witness, you know, explaining and explicitly showing their text messages that they did at the behest of Adidas guys uh, in coordination Are they witnesses or defendants? Uh, Witnesses. Yeah, yeah. So two... um, I forget their names, but they... Uh, that that was the deal they cut, so they're not prosecuted. Okay, got it. Witnesses. Yeah, they're cooperating. Yeah. yeah. Um, two higher ups at Adidas. Yeah, and so they explain, you know, that this assistant coach knew I was doing this, paying this player, um, and it's pretty corroborated. And there's uh, all kinds of schools wrapped up in this, right? We're talking yeah. about dozens of schools being implicated yes. here. Eventually. Yeah. Auburn and Mississippi State will burn. We'll see. Sure. I mean, I, th- I think some of If the NCAA decides, because that's, I mean, there's. I'm not sure they're going to. There's enough that to. it's obvious NCAA rules are broken because you can't play payers, which is, I think, an immoral rule. The moral thing would be to pay people for. Sure, because their their labor is no, is being I'm anti-slavery. Um, sure. I think yeah. your whole pocket. Glad you, thank you for taking that stance. Yeah, yeah we. I think we are. Yeah. Let's, um. But but so I guess like. Can you explain yeah, what so, the crime so is? What's the crime they're fraud. investigating? Yeah. Okay, wire fraud. So, like, give, us a, give us a broad definition of wire fraud here okay. on the show. So fraud in general is making a false material statement that someone depends on to their detriment. Mm, okay. And, and again, not to bog down definitions, material statement. What would that? Right. So um, like a real statement that... I mean, it's all about how much people depend on it, I guess is the easiest okay. way I can put it, like a material falsehood. So in this situation, we talk about um, the falsehood is like people engaging in unlawful activity that then someone else depends on. The school or the schools um, don't know about it. And uh-huh. since so here, hmm. they don't know they're getting paid, but they hmm. still decide to give them um, scholarships, financial aid and things. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Do- Interesting. So basically the schools are claiming we wouldn't have had these kids on our team if we knew they were getting paid to be on our team. Oh, that makes perfect sense. And that's yeah. really what the whole argument hinges on with fraud. And that is going to be the and, hardest. And, and Adidas, to- Adidas wants to prove they did know because then they're absolved of the fraud. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, and that's the whole idea is, is, is there a victim is what it boils down to. Um, you know, where the, are the schools, cause, cause they got these great recruits, you know, they draw more uh-huh. fans, go to the NBA, mm-hmm. you know, is the school really a victim. One, one did the school know it was going on. And if they were in on the fraud, they can't, uh, you know, claim they were victimized by it. But even if they didn't know, um, are they ultimately a victim? Now, I think, let me think, Louisville has, or Louisville or North Carolina, maybe both, they have gotten in um, some trouble by the NCAA and, like, sat out a kid or two mm-hmm. because of what was going on. So they could, mm-hmm. you know, claim that they were victimized in that situation. And that's what the prosecutors are trying to say, really, that it's future potential to be a victim with the NCAA. Mm-hmm. Because Adidas, you know, big mean Adidas paid players to go to our schools. Yeah, but you've got so federal court, you got twelve jurors, and they're all it's got to be unanimous. Uh, uh-huh. So are all twelve going to agree that the school that, really is didn't that is that any jury or is a federal jury? Just to be clear, federal, Unan- yeah, the, so uni- the unanimous lot, part though. I thought they had to be state unanimous. Civil juries don't have to be unanimous. A civil, okay, okay, yeah. all right, okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so that's the thing. I mean, it's hard to explain. You know that schools getting great recruits that then go to the NBA that they are ultimately victims. 
So that's right. Well, it, on. And I think, in the, I mean, the I legal think they sense. are because I, mean, I don't think all the way through, you know, all the way up the chain at the administration of the school really knows. Maybe they think and they turn a blind eye. Yeah, but well, yeah, of course. Why do they think they're recruiting the way they're recruiting? I mean, that's just part of playing the game they're playing when they're big basketball <laughs> schools. I mean, I think that's ridiculous to say. Yeah, that they wouldn't, that they would have no inkling that this was. That's like saying Hugh Freeze had no idea what Barney Farrar was up to. Like, right, or that he had to pay those girls for the massages. So, well, I'm not sure he ever argued that. I mean, yeah. I don't... Um, interesting. Uh, so, what's your take? What's your take on the case? You think the government has a strong case here? Is Adidas making a good defense? So do you have any updates? Yeah, I mean, I think they're probably not going to win their case. Who? Which uh, party? the the government okay you think yeah i just think it's hard it? to convince that of 12 people i mean i'm somewhat convinced i think it is you know that you do face all these dangerous repercussions and you're not as an entire institution in on the fraud sure uh, that's fair but the coaches i i think are probably are in yeah in yeah although one of the um people testifying did say that you know their head coach i think that was nc state uh or no patino plausible. is Louisville, yeah, plausible okay. deniability. Right. So, right, but, yeah, but at the I don't same think time, juror, I think there's going to be plenty of jurors on that panel that think they're in coaches, on it enough or not victimized enough to. Yeah, they have the relationships with the shoe companies to begin with. Like, for instance, like Ben Howland at Mississippi State was placed there by Adidas. Like, it's to act like the coaches aren't tied up in the shoe companies is kind of ridiculous. Because, like, if they're not, why do coaches move to schools with the same shoe companies exclusively? You know what I mean? Like, it's all part of the same thing. Well, and a good um, – some statistics to throw at you real quick that kind of explain. Yeah, please, please. So if you've got um, – if someone's going to trial that's indicted uh-huh. federally, um, sure. they have to believe strongly that they have a good shot to win. So I forget. It's like around um, 90% of federal – uh, indictments brought or plea bargained where, you know, if someone goes ahead and sure. admits guilty yeah. for lesser sentence. And then even of those brought to trial, it's like 85% result in guilty verdicts. Right. So you really right. got to believe that you're going to be able to win your case to go to trial with the big, the big fed boys. Of course. I mean, as sidebar, uh, very related though. Have you, have you been listening to season three of serial? No. You got it. You got to get know. on this, man. It's said in uh do you know what it's about? Uh I feel like someone told me, but maybe it's at a bar and I don't remember. It's said in the uh like the whole season takes place in like the justice complex in Cleveland, which is like the courthouse, the jail, the prosecutors, <laughs> all of that. And she has like Sarah Koenig, the 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 host has like free access to go to any hearing, talk to any lawyer, talk to any um uh, defendant. It's really interesting. Oh, basically, like just so oh, it's really good. No, it's right up your alley. You got to check yeah, it out. This is a Sandy season endorsement two, to any any listener. You know, I, I thought season two was fine. I think the Bo Bergdahl case is very interesting. I think it was interesting. And this is and this this has moved from Landstrikes into Dark into Landstrikes After Dark. Excuse me, Landstrikes into Dark. Landstrikes After Dark into uh, you know Justin's general podcast critical hour where I kind of discuss these things. Um, different project we're working on, but uh, you know, I think the problem with season two is that the Bo Bergdahl case is far too similar, uh, and it doesn't sound that way, to what they talked about at Adnan Saeed in the first season of Serial, uh, which is that there isn't any clear resolution. You know, it, it, you don't know which side is telling the truth. It's a very kind of he said, she said type deal. Um, obviously, in season one, Adnan is in jail for, for the murder of his high school girlfriend. Um, you know, a lot of people Wait, that's how didn't it ended? do it. Well, he's in jail the whole yeah, time. The whole yeah, time was oh, okay. I got it. Okay, you got me. This is for the people um, who haven't listened yet. You're not spoiled. Go listen. In season two, you know, Bo Bergdahl. Uh, yeah, it's not clear exactly what happened the night that he walked off the base or whatever. How he ended up being uh, with the Taliban. You know, how much of hostage he was. And at the end of the season, there's not really any resolution. She never really figures it out. Very similar to the way season one ended of Serial. So I think that was the biggest problem with uh, with season two. But I, I know some people that like season two of Serial. Um, I'm, I'm somewhat indifferent on it. Obviously like season two of serial versus the one season of S town, S town wins in a landslide, no comparison. Um, but I do think that with season three serial might, might on be on its best season yet. Um, so far very good. So definitely might recommend check that. It out. Yeah. And if you're a, uh, if you're a potential attorney to be come February, like, uh, like our friend will here, I think you especially should listen to it. It's a very interesting show from a legal perspective. So this has been Justin's critical out. 
Yes, I'm like, I gotta work on that. Gotta work on that name. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we we discussed some sports topics here on the show. Well, there was some moments of uh, irreverency, I, I would say. You, you got some of your jokes in, your patented uh, funnies. That was good. It wasn't easy. That. Slid in sideways. Yeah. Yeah, you had to. You had to really force. I knew was, you, you knew they were that, coming. You're trying to. Cut it's obvious that some of them were being kind of yeah, just, yeah. But uh, no, it was a uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you got anything else you want to discuss this week as we approach the hour mark here? I guess I don't. Uh, I'm in a much much better mood after doing this, having fun with you on the air, really? than I was earlier. Yeah, because you were so mad at your at your dry cleaning. I was upset. It's you know you got to remember this is water. We're just all swimming. We're fishes. You know, got to relax. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's great. See, that's I'm gonna the be there at seven in the morning though to get those clothes and give them a piece of my mind. So let's... are you? Okay, so why'd you have to go buy the new dress shirt? Well, what if they're not even done? Yeah, what if they're not even open? Yeah, you gotta have a fail safe. Well, that's smart. Uh, yeah. So you 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 survived all of the uh, the hurricanes so far down there on the coast. I have a couple of hurricane parties, a couple of hurricane drinks. We're you know sitting sure. there. prayers to my Floridian uh, homies. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Assault. yeah. Yeah, rough, rough stuff there. Um, that's a, it's kind of a positive note to end the show on there. Talk about some hurricane stuff. So that was, that one's on me. Um, let's see. Trying to think if we forgot anything. I, I don't think we did. Um, of course, send your, uh, send your feedback on the show, your complaints, your business opportunities, uh, over to landstrikesafterdark at gmail dot com. Got a website, landstrikesafterdark.com. You can also check us out on armchairallamericans.com. Hey, AK and Q Freeze got new jobs. So, oh, that's the one. Th- yeah, that's what we. That's what we forgot. Once to talk a rebel, about. you never die. Andy Kennedy, now a uh, yeah, that's that's great. Andy Kennedy, uh, basketball analyst on the SEC Network for this upcoming season. I think he signed a multi-year deal. And then uh, Hugh Freeze, the offensive coordinator for some random ass team and some random ass made up professional football league. So, there you go, doing great things, doing doing big work together. Uh, we will be talking about basketball, obviously, as we get closer to the season here. Kermit's got some uh, some momentum for sure, although they were picked last in the SEC today by the coaches uh, in the, at SEC Media Days, so there's that. Um, but, yeah, excited for that season as well. We'll get into it. And then uh, just really briefly mention the baseball team played a couple of scrimmages against Delta State on Saturday. Uh, you know, no no obvious problems there. They won those, but, I mean, come on, what do you expect? You're playing against Delta State. They're like Division three or something, so – that's your old Miss news for the week, guys. Uh, that's your preview looking ahead as well. Got a big game this weekend against Auburn, and then uh, a week off for the football team. And then uh, by the time football comes back after the off week, it'll just be basketball season. So time marching along here, coming up on Daylight Savings Time. Um, election Day. I think we're 21 days out from the midterms. Uh, just a lot of, lot of stuff going on. Fall is in the air, so there's that. Um, Will, thank you for coming on the show, my friend. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's always, whenever I think, what do I need to do my sports podcast? Uh, some other jackass with like a similar sense of humor to me that also doesn't know anything about the sports either. and was camping during the game. It's kind of my first choice. So I appreciate you taking the time out. I know you got a busy schedule. You got some travel coming up. So thank you, my friend. Always make time for the LAD. All right. We appreciate that. Um, and yeah, you know, if you want to hear archival episodes, of Will's great podcast there Friday Rollin'. There's a couple out there. Uh, you know, subscribe to the feed. You don't ever know when the new one's going to drop. Who's to say what's going to happen to that? So, uh, yeah. You got anything else you want to plug tonight, Will? Um, no, I guess not. I don't know. Yeah, be, yeah, be looking for the new Friday Rollin' with a new co-host. Just matter of time. Ooh, so there's a lot of a lot of veiled and not so veiled shots at a mm-hmm. former co-host in this episode. So we'll see if you still listen. Uh, but yeah, that, that'll do it for us, folks. Uh, another episode in the books. I'm um, sorry you had to wait till uh, Wednesday, Thursday to hear it this week, but we appreciate you taking the time to listen. Couldn't do it without you. Just one quick reminder if you want to support the show, a couple ways you can do it. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes uh, or head over to my book. Use our code SHARK25. Both those things really help us out. Uh, but for now, for Will, I'm Justin. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you again next week.
Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.